0: Welcome to BMB Books and Banter, a podcast where we are currently reading through Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. This is Linda.
1: And I'm Sarah. We're currently reading the first book, The Way of Kings.
0: Let's eavesdrop in the Gallery of Maps. So we're in chapter 24, the Gallery of Maps, and like we were saying, a lot of stuff is happening in this chapter.
1: Yeah, a lot of stuff happens in this chapter, as is normal with a Dalinar, and Adolin chapter
0: but I feel like theirs is the most got the most going on so a lot there's a lot more potential for stuff to occur and I feel like because they're the ones in control of the battlefield and you know in control I, would, I wouldn't say in control of the war but like
1: they're in places of power
0: yes then when we look at it from their point of view there's clearly a lot more that can happen so, but that means their chapters are always exciting. <laughs> a lot happens.
1: You get a lot of information.
0: But first, the gallery of maps is pretty cool, though.
1: Yeah, the description of the room is very nice. It's all soul cast.
0: I was about to say, yeah, all soul casted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I kind of, kind of wonder about the skylights. If it's just like a large piece of glass or something, it'd be interesting. Yeah, or is it just a hole in the ceiling? Yeah, but no, it can't be just a hole in the ceiling because of the high storms. That's true. Yeah, I'm just a little curious because, I mean, just from the some of the art, it looks like there's a lot of stained glass type of style. I, I'm just curious because just the style we've really seen. It's a bit,
1: for Elokar's, for all of Elokar's faults, his architectural style is actually very nice. I mean, I don't know what the exact function is of having a room full of maps in it. Strategy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming that's their war room. But it says gallery of maps, which implies that it's more... To display all the maps. Exactly. Then it is a functional war room type thing.
1: Mm-hmm and what's also interesting is the maps themselves are on soulcast parchment
0: right they had to be because they were such large sheets right
1: yeah so from the sense of it a lot of this room is soulcast there's nothing there's no natural material in here mm-hmm.
0: but the, it could be very gorgeous because in the map the prime map that's what they're calling it right the map of the shattered planes, which makes sense because that's where they are primarily. Huh. I see. I see what they did there. <laughs> Anyways, on the prime map, there are like the bridges drawn in red and stuff like that. So it seems to me like these maps, you know, they don't spare. I would think they're kind of artworkish, anyway, because they don't spare the effort. Like, yeah, it's detailed, it's functional, but it's also artistic. It's got color. Mm-hmm. I would like to see these maps. I don't know if. Any... I feel like if we let you loose in the gallery maps, I might not see you for two weeks. <laughs> that Maybe might be a month. True. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a month if it's as big as I think it is. <laughs> no? I just
1: want to look at the maps. I want to see what else they have there.
0: I mean, there's it's diamond. Ca- it's uh, what it's got diamonds for lights. It's got enclosed. It's enclosed. Yes, they use the clearest light and the enclosure is mirror polished steel I'm assuming there has to be a glass covering or something mm. yeah you, I, I might lose you for a while
1: just, just a little while though I mean you'd know exactly where I was <laughs>
0: that's true
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think what's interesting about these maps is they also use this area to keep track of how many gemstones are being won by which prints you mean
0: like Harry Potter with the house mm. yeah exactly
1: <laughs> it's like well how well are you doing how many gemstones have you won Right. and it leans into the very lethy way of competing this is more competition than a serious war
0: yeah and so we learn that what Dalinar is trying to do is convince the weakest of the high princes to do a joint attack with him and the guy's just suspicious. He has a right to be suspicious. That that is true. But I find it to be interesting that even though Dalinar basically withdrew from the gem Heart competition, he still got a pretty hefty lead. That it doesn't that he's still pretty high up there, right? Yeah,
1: but apparently that doesn't matter because he hasn't done it recently. So he is getting weaker and should be going back to getting gem hearts.
0: Yes, if we are to judge... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but Royan... He has the nerve to call Dalinar out on it, though. Yeah. Saying that it might be time to step down.
1: Yeah, he is probably the closest we've seen to being, like, outright rude to Dalinar. Yeah. About how he is acting, and... I mean this guy has the smallest Princeton in a Lethkar. Dalinar broached him because he was the weakest. But this guy is still calling him out.
0: Right. And he's a a little opportunistic this Ryan because he's like, what if we capture a Shardblade? And I think, you know, it's very generous of Dalinar to give him the first set and he gets the second set. And somehow this guy still doesn't jump on it. When, what is actually your likelihood of getting a shard set on your own? Like, when you talk about the logistics of the joint attack, right? He very openly acknowledges the person who is most likely to get the shard set would be Dalinar. Mm. So it's like, so you want it for free, and (laughs) you don't want to do anything for it. And you still, you still, like, want the profits.
1: Wow. Because he's still deeply suspicious of what Dalinar is trying to achieve here. This is going completely in the opposite way of how a Lethkar
0: functions. But that's part of the thing, right? He... Ryan... Nobody... Ryan doesn't even question Delanor's honor. That he knows that if he enters into this deal with Delanor, he will get it. But for all that, like... I mean, if you really had concerns, I think you'd straight up say it. Because you have to... If you trust him and his reputation then what's really stopping you from making a partnership like this work?
1: No, because he doesn't really trust Dalinar, this new version of Dalinar. I mean, had Dalinar been continuing to go after Gem Hearts and participating in this war the way the rest of the High Princes were and then showed up to Rhoyne and said, hey, how about we unite forces
0: and end this? I would be even more suspicious. You're doing well, and that you're capturing gem hearts, you can do, you know, you're in a position of power, and then you decide you want to partner up with me, the lowest of the pack? Oh, I'd be really suspicious then.
1: Mm. I mean, he is thinking of his own lands and his own princedom, but he is also seeing Delinar act in a very un way. Right. So why would he partner up? He could very well just be completely destroyed in this.
0: Mm-hmm. But... I think this is this whole confrontation in the gallery of maps has like really crystallized something that he's been struggling to accept and that is Gavilar won the kingdoms conquered right but did not unite in any way because here Roint explicitly says that I am my own man I would not see myself subordinated to someone greater they were defeated. They weren't united. Exactly. It's like, you you just haven't won this guy over. And in such a, I would say, toxic political atmosphere where competition is encouraged, where all the scheming is encouraged, like, it's really hard to gain the trust and the loyalty of these, you know, men who are used to having, we talked about this before, that they're basically kings. mm you know, they may be a weak king, but he's still a king. He's used to being able to order piece, people about. And I'm pretty sure Royne's mindset is the same for most of the other High Princes where, yeah, war is a game. Yeah, lives are lost, but that's a requirement of war games, basically. And But better than war games, they actually get something out of it. That's the only reason they're still here participating in this war. They're not afraid. Like, what's the worst that can happen to them, right? They're Technically, their lands already belong belong to somebody else. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think that Royan has very little to gain from linking up with Dalinar, in that he doesn't see it as a guaranteed success that he would that they would defeat the Pershendi and get his Shardblade. And that By not seeing a guaranteed positive outcome, he is going to continue to do what he thinks is best for himself and his princedom.
0: I think that he also has very little to lose. Mm. How can Alucard realistically punish a high prince if they refuse to do something? He's already conquered, right? And if they decide to go to war again, then... You know, I'm pretty sure Royne hasn't exactly been sitting here doing nothing and twiddling his thumbs. I'm pretty sure he's been trying to get an alliance.
1: Um, I don't know if he's been trying to get an alliance. I think he's been trying to compete with the High Princes, but he does not have the same resources they do. There's a mention that sidaeus buys other people's uh, platforms. Plateaus. Plateaus, plateaus yeah. yeah. And that's how he continues to get more and more gem hearts.
0: So I wonder what would happen then if... You know, Dalinar does decide. Well, I am gonna go steal Roin's lands and become high prince, high prince there, and high and high prince of my own property or my own kingdom.
1: Well, would the king stand for that, though?
0: What if he did on the orders of the king? Like, what would the other high princes do? Would they just be like, "Oh, Roin des- deserved it; like he brought this onto himself"?
1: I don't know because we haven't seen Elokar do that yet. Yeah. we don't know how the High Princes would react in that kind of situation if it was something that Royan hadn't done anything really I mean
0: to me at this moment if Royan were to quote lead a rebellion or if he tried to lead like car the reign of Elgar, I feel like Sadeus and Dalinar would instantly band together and fight Royne I'm just not sure what the situation would be if Sadeus or Dalinar or Alighar decided they wanted more from a particular High Prince by stripping them of his kingdom
1: I don't know that stripping High Prince of his kingdom would get them what they want though
0: but what if they put a you know somebody of their own into into that position
1: it could happen I mean if you had Sadeus and Dalinar on the side of the king I don't think the rest of the High Princes
0: would do anything yeah I guess not I'm just trying to see like what's yeah, I I I guess you were right. There's not a lot of a lot to win and there's not a lot to lose, so maybe what Roin's doing is the best way to get the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, and I mean, he is following the Lathi way. Um so it's Dalinar who is acting outside of what is expected. So, I mean, in this case Roin would have the backing of the rest of the high princes. And even the king. The king doesn't really approve of what Dalinar is doing, otherwise he would have given him what he wanted
0: at the start. <laughs> that's true. And of course, you know, that's not the only thing that happens in the Gallery of Maps.
1: No, no. Dalinar does not have a good day here.
0: Uh, no, Adeline has his moment here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think before we get into the more serious thing, we should point out that Adeline did not win back the girl who he brought out for that walk. Janala. Yeah, she did not accept the gifts as a peace offering and forgive him because he has a new girl on the go. Yep,
0: and Janela's not even jealous.
1: <laughs> mm. So Adeline definitely burned that bridge. womp, womp. womp. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting is he has actually listened to this new girl and her talks about religion because he quotes her.
0: Well, he doesn't quote her, right? He he's quotes religion. Scripture. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I don't know if he's really changed his ways. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yes, Adeline comes in to talk to Dalinar.
0: About Sadeus. Mm-hmm. Because Sadeus is, used, is doing what he's supposed to do by questioning the grooms on Eliko's Arda because that's the main reason why He became High Prince of Information, right? To investigate the cutting of the strap. And since it was
1: under Dalinar's grooms, Dalinar's war camp, of course, Sadeus needs access to question and, you know, investigate thoroughly. Adeline does not like this.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, Dalinar clearly believes that Sadeus' his main goal is to protect Elkar. So as much as, like, he chase at the fact that, you know, Sadeus has this power to do it, he respects it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I made this pretty comment about, oh, you know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, he very much acknowledges, like, diplomacy is not one of his, and this whole gathering information thing is not his forte. So I think there's a part of him that's relieved to see that the investigation is being handled by somebody else and at least he knows the person who's handling it actually does have Elokar's best interest so it's like the best worst case scenario you know
1: yeah yeah and I mean Dalinar doesn't have the authority to not grant Sedaius access that would go
0: against the king right and Dalinar's whole thing is must build up the king's power influence which means he's the last person to deny mm-hmm and and I mean Dalinar trusts that his grooms did the right job, that it was
1: not Yeah. An intentional cut. So I mean he trusts that Sidus won't find anything concerning, or that he at least won't be framed for it. Yeah. And I mean Dalinar is in a tight spot, like he can't refuse access. He has to trust that nothing bad is going to be found or that Sidaius isn't going to do anything bad, but that's like, like he 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 literally he can't do anything else. But Lo is in, but Adolin just doesn't see it like that. He he does not take to it very well.
0: I don't think it's. I think Adolin's just reached a boiling point. Right? He could, could have only duelled at that king's dinner party when they say it to his face. Like he can't duel any other times because he's obeying his father's commands. And honestly, Adolin and Renarin are both so concerned about his fa- about their father, and Dalinar doesn't. Give anything to his own sons to inspire that trust that he asks of them so freely. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I think Adelan feels guilty about this whole thing, I think he's right to confront Dalinar. I mean, he's clearly very hurt by it. Like, Dalinar lets everybody else walk over and say whatever he wants, but his own sons. Like, I think the comment about everyone else can speak lies, but I can't speak the truth. Do your sons mean so little to you? Like, I think at the core of it, it's, it could be, it's, it's very hurtful to hear something like that, Mm. like phrased in that type of way. But I also think it's a very honest emotion and it's not just an emotion, but like, like I think he summarized his feelings really, really well.
1: Yes. But I also think Adeline lets his emotions take control too much in this.
0: Right. Like he could have said how he felt differently.
1: Yes, he ends up shouting at him. Yeah. And I mean, that's... Dalinar's not going to respond to that. And he doesn't. He shuts down. He does. But the thing is, what Adolin is asking for, Dalinar can't provide. He doesn't know himself. He's still struggling to understand himself, what is happening.
0: Right. Because, I mean, we were part of... I wouldn't say we were part of, but we have a glimpse into Dalinar's experience during these visions. And it's very hard to fault why he doesn't think it's real right Mm. but to Adeline's point nobody else knows what he's experiencing so I mean that's when people say oh I've experienced so-and-so it's like you can never really know right like what's to separate what Dalinar is feeling from somebody who's truly truly lost in their own delusions Mm. like how grounded is Dalinar to reality like, it's really hard for somebody who's outside of the experience to say or to judge that.
1: Yeah, you are literally just trusting them and trusting what they say to be the truth. And for Adeline, I think he's reached the limit of that trust.
0: Especially because Dalinar himself isn't helping.
1: Mm, he keeps doing these odd things that go against how he used to act. Mm-hmm. And he's allowing his house to be disgraced and shamed again Adeline brings up the fact that people keep badmouthing their family badmouthing Dalinar badmouthing the house but we only ever see it in conversations within
0: Dalinar's circle I would say in I guess it would be all the upper class right is aware of what's going on and they do talk about it and apparently we thought you know the light eyes are gossiping. Well, it doesn't help because Ryan mentioned that about his whole episode in the barracks recently. So, so not, just, not just the light eyes anymore because somebody must have spoken. Would I be
1: too suspicious to say I would bet that the High Princes have spies in each other's camps?
0: No, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Mm. Given how competitive they are and how Schemy, this all thing this whole situation is turning out to be yeah no it, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me
1: yeah the thing about adeline having this conversation with his father is i don't know if it's going to resolve what adeline wants it to resolve yeah i mean i don't know what adeline's aim is here maybe
0: that's the thing he doesn't have an aim mm.
1: he's just lashing out
0: yeah but i feel like this might be pushing some of the negativity that's been in their relationship and some of their doubts out into the open and I think I would like to see how Dalinar responds to that because he does love his sons it's not that he doesn't but also what he's doing clearly isn't working
1: yeah and in fairness to
0: him this kind of thing is not his strong suit no I I don't think anybody's. Supp- I mean, it'd be, it'd be too much to ask him to be a natural at this too. Yeah. <laughs> on top of being so good at like war and yeah. the martial arts,
1: <laughs> he he is multifaceted. He has many sides,
0: and he is not good at everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it will be interesting to see where their relationship goes from here. Right. And I want. I don't want to suggest on Dalinar's and either. Like, like I said, I, I would like to see. Adolin and how he deals with the aftermath of his outburst because it's you know
1: I would say he's gonna regret doing it in the manner he did
0: he's already regretting while he was doing it he realized he was (laughs) showing he didn't keep his cool Mm,
1: he has a lot to learn yeah but as well as that I mean what about Renarin and all of this Yeah, I mean Dalinar has just broken his promise In order to try to get Ryan on side. Mm -hmm. And now Adeline and Dalinar have had a confrontation. Yeah, He's just pushed aside once again.
0: But in the midst of all this, even though Adeline himself is aware of what the rumors are saying and you know the High Princes are approaching Dalinar about letting his son take over, it's clear that Adeline doesn't want to be the High Prince.
1: No, he wants Dalinar to be the High Prince that he was. Exactly. He doesn't want to be High Prince himself.
0: At least not yet. Not unless he has to, I feel like. For now, he just, he just wants his dad to be better.
1: That's all. He wants his dad to be like he once was.
0: And I think, you know, I think he knows that that's not going to happen. Mm. Like, things are just not going to go back to how everything was previously. It's just not going to happen. And I think he's also, he's struggling with the situation, but I think he's grown more during the situation than he realizes. And I don't think the current Adeline would have been able to go back to how things were previously either. Like, I think he's dealt with things a little too much. He's matured a little bit too much that he can't ignore things anymore. Mm -hmm. So maybe really what Adeline needs is to feel like he's not the only one trying to maintain the reputation of their house, and protect the reputation of his father.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a very hard thing to let go of. The way Dalinar seems to have just let go of it. Mm -hmm. It's something Adolin wants to maintain and keep up. And he wants Dalinar to put pride in it again. I mean, it is their house. It's their family. It's their standing in
0: society. So maybe Adolin has it a little mixed up, right? Where their reputation is the value of their house Mm. I don't think he can separate reputation from influence and then the question becomes yes if he wants to maintain a good reputation then what's his end goal from there is it just to say that yes we're righteous yes we're great people like Mm. yeah I don't think Adolin quite I don't think he really knows what he wants either. No, he does. not <laughs> I mean, just like like the amount of girls like... he goes through,
1: he has no <laughs> idea what he wants.
0: Poor Adeline. Do we call him a player? Does he just dating around? He's he's a pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly thinks of himself very good looking, so he is a pretty boy.
1: And I think, yeah, he has very sort of set views on what he thinks his world should be yeah um, he needs to he, he hasn't started to adapt to change yet i think
0: i think he has a lot of room to grow
1: oh he does definitely
0: but it's nice that like we know what his priorities are and his priorities is clearly his family
1: yes i mean he he did have this confrontrate confrontation out of concern for his father
0: right yeah something's got to change and we'll have to see what what happens Mm-hmm. we've lost sarah somewhere in the gallery of maps but she'll meet up with us next week in chapter 25 if you enjoyed this episode please share this with your friends and follow us on twitter or on instagram at b n podcast again that's b n banter podcast to get episode updates if you extra love us please leave a review wherever you get your podcast to help spread the joy